Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Now back to Willard and Dibs. Take it away, Mark. All right, Steph, why don't you take it away? Take it away from Wiseman and don't give it back. Go win the basketball game. That was a cheap shot. I'm sorry. No, I mean, a better shot would have been to say, why don't you take it away? You're well-rested. It's not like you played over the weekend. It's true. Chilling. It's true. 0-4 on the road trip. 0-5 oh, like, ah, on know, the road trip. But they were 0-4 oh, when they made the decision yeah. and said, ah, yeah, we're just... Let's go 0-5. 3-7 and seven on the year, yeah. and uh, you finally are starting to show a little concern. Just a little bit, though. Just a little, though? They'll, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. But um, it makes your mind bounce around to some different things because it is a surprise. Oh, speaking of surprises, here on Willard and Dibs, glad you're with us. Thankful for your presence always. The show is brought to you in part by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises. And we get to hang out with one of our favorites right now from KJR in Seattle, Dave Softy Mahler, who knows a thing or two about teams that show up and surprise. Hey, Softy, what are they doing? This is ridiculous. This was supposed to be a tank job. Don't try to tell us that Geno Smith is suddenly a good football player. We'd already made that decision. What in the hell is going on up there? Well, first of all, I'm sitting here as I'm waiting for your phone call, and I'm thinking to myself, why are these knuckleheads calling me now? We don't play the Niners this week. Yeah. Uh, we're not playing Stanford or Cal at UW. Baseball season's already over. Uh, Seahawks are in Germany against Tampa, and the Huskies play Oregon. We got no basketball team. We're not playing the Sharks this week. <laughs> What's going on? And I'm thinking to myself, man, they must be really friggin' nervous about what's happening up in Seattle. If they're making a call now oh. to find out what the hell's happening with the six and three Seahawks. Can't we miss place in the I mean, West, baby? Okay. Another uh, yeah. Gino. Is that what it's yeah, I'm doing it with you, dude. Gino. 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 Everybody loves a good story. Yeah. Because yeah. you were chanting that back in September, weren't you, Softy? You were, you were chanting, oh, no, you. Everybody Gino. wrote this guy off except for me. I was the one guy who went on radio and said, you know what? <laughs> on November the 7th, Gino Smith is going to be an MVP candidate. He's going to be the comeback player of the year. He's going to lead the NFL in uh, passer rating and, like, number five in completion percentage or whatever. I knew it before anybody else did. And also, I'm lying. I saw your tweets about Drew Locke six months ago. I know yeah. what you're actually thinking. But, no, man, look, the, the, the reason... <laughs> This, it, it's not that anyone's shook, but I sat down this morning and I looked at the next four weeks. And 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 if you're going to chant his name, Softy, yeah. then I'm going to put your name on it. Your team has no reason to not be ten and three right. when the 49ers get there on December 15th. What about that? Well, I think you're right. I think the schedule sets up for him beautifully. But you know, look, there's there's going to be a game. There has to be a game, right? There's got to be a game at some point. They're going to kick. That they're supposed to win. I mean, I'm looking at like Football Outsiders has the Seahawks at 90 percent to yep. make the playoffs. Yep. I mean, are you kidding me? 90%. And on top of this, guys, not only do the Seahawks have a phenomenal chance to win the division, make the postseason, but we got the Broncos' first-round draft pick. 
So we could be sitting here talking about a playoff team in January and at the exact same time scouting and doing previews on the air regarding, like, top five picks in the NFL draft. I mean, it's beautiful. I got a hard time keeping my pants on thinking about it, man. Yeah. This is unbelievable. Well, it's supposed to be a rebuild. They were supposed to hit rock bottom. That lasted for like five seconds, and now they're on their way back up. Now, why are they on their way back up? It's easy to look at the quarterback and see, like you said, MVP candidate, comeback player of the year, yada, yada, yada. But yeah. what other things, Softy, have clicked into place to make this team one of the biggest surprises in the league? Well, it's not just Gino. You're right, man. It's uh, Look, you got two rookies starting at tackle. Uh, in uh, Charles Cross and Abe Lucas. They've been really, really good by rookie standards. You don't hear their name a lot. As a matter of fact, I think Abe Lucas at right tackle has been even better than Charles Cross at left tackle, and Charles Cross has been pretty flipping good at at left tackle. they got two rookies starting at corner in Kobe Bryant uh, out of Cincinnati and Tariq Woolen out of Texas San Antonio. Tariq Woolen is going to be up for NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year, and he might even be up for some postseason honor outside of that. He's been unbelievable. And this guy is a, a physical freak, 99th percentile in most of the attributes of the Combine and has really never played quarter. He was even on our show in August at training camp and said, hey, you guys got to give me a break. I haven't played this position very much. And now he's going out and he's shutting DeAndre Hopkins down in this game yesterday against Arizona. So Kenny Walker, the third K-9, the rookie from Michigan State, has been unbelievable. He was the offense of Rookie of the Month for October. As you guys know, Rashad Penny goes down with another injury uh, and Kenny Walker takes over and he's been unbelievable. If you watch the game last night, the way he finishes these games, he seems to get better as the game goes on and really is an unbelievable closer in the fourth quarter. So you're right, it's not just about him. And, you know, look, they got holes. They got holes at linebacker. They got holes at wide receiver. Uh, They really don't have a third option right now besides DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. But all of a sudden, now, because you got a six foot three quarterback and not a five foot nine quarterback, you can actually start to hit tight ends down the seam, and that's what Geno Smith has been doing with Will Disley, Noah Fant, and Kobe Parkinson, who you guys know from his Stanford days. So it really has been—I hate to use the cliche, man—but it's been a freaking team effort, dude. John Snyder needs to be up for Executive of the Year. He's got four rookies starting right now at corner and offensive tackle, and the other two are playing a lot in Boye Moffat. So actually five rookies starting plus Boye Mafi. So that, that that class that John Snyder put together, unbelievable. All right. Softy Mahler, KJR Seattle with us here. Willard and Tibbs, 95-7 the game. I'm going to take everything you've just said, even though I can sense, I, I hear your little plucky sarcasm that yeah. you're throwing into this conversation. Oh, it's not be, even plucky. It's just complete sarcasm. Be real with me. Yeah. Is this real? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's it's real. It's it's week ten, guys. I mean, this is not like a little blip on a radar where Matt Flynn at the end of the 2011 season put up a couple of big games and got a big contract from the Seahawks. It, it's it's real because they're protecting him and they're running the ball. You know, that's the thing. If it was all Geno Smith and he had to throw the ball 45, 50 times a game like Mahomes did last night, I would say, nah, at some point in time, the guy's going to fall apart. He's going to get killed. He's taking way too many dropbacks. But he's got a hell of a running game, and he's got a hell of a defense. I mean, this defense looked like crap about a month ago. Go back and look at the Saint game and the Lion game. They were horrible in those games. Absolutely horrible in those games. And now they've totally turned it around in the last month. They're getting after the quarterback. They're playing great safety play. Jamal Adams has been hurt almost the entire year and they're better off without him. I mean, Quandry Diggs and Ryan Neal have been fine at safety. They've been unbelievable on defense the last four games. 21 to Arizona, 13 to the Giants, 23 to the Chargers, and then nine to the Cardinals a month ago. So this is now four games in a row where the Seahawks defense has held the opponent to 23 points or less, uh, not 13 points or less in two of them. So, yeah, I think it's real, man. You leave, you leave out the 27 they gave up week two to the Niners that didn't have right. Christian McCaffrey. What's right. going to prevent 
Seattle from getting rolled again in that game coming up in December. And this offense, Softy, have they faced an elite defense yet in this cute little run you've had? No, not really. Uh, and I'm sensing your sarcasm now. You know me, like Softy. We go way back. Okay, let's leave the sarcasm to the guests, okay. not the host. Appreciate it. Uh, you invited me into your house, and I deserve that kind of respect. You haven't called me in weeks now. Uh, you and Dick, okay. I'm, I'm a little offended. But I would just say this, and I got an answer for you, and I'm actually shocked I didn't see it yesterday. There's actually not a lot that we can agree on when it comes to San Francisco and Seattle. I think one thing we might be able to agree on is that Cliff Kingsbury is in way over his skis, man, in Arizona. Yep. I'm watching that game yesterday, and I'm asking myself, why the hell doesn't he run Kyler Murray 30 times in that game? Because what Taysom Hill did to the Seahawks, what Daniel Jones did to the Seahawks, and what Kyler Murray at times, even in that first game where they beat him 19-9, did to the Seahawks, the running quarterback, the scrambling quarterback, where a younger defense kind of gets out of sorts a little bit and can't contain. That has been a real problem for the Seahawks in certain games they've played this year. The problem is, I don't know who they play that can run the ball besides a guy like Patrick Mahomes, maybe a guy like Zach Wilson. I'm not going to really count on Jimmy Garoppolo to do that. I'm not going to count on Tom Brady to do that. I'm not going to count on Derek Carr. I'm certainly not going to count on Matt Stafford against the Rams. He can't even move for crying out loud. I don't know if there's a lot of opportunities left for a head coach, for the running quarterback to go after that defense. But I think McCaffrey is obviously a game changer. I'm not going to be stupid to say it's not. It's going to be a different animal when they get together again in December on the 15th in Seattle. But Cliff Kingsbury, man, uh, again, watching that game yesterday, just why the hell he did not just unleash Kyler Murray in that game is beyond me. Uh, Softy, before we let you run to uh, to your own uh, radio show, why are if if this is so real, uh, why are the Seahawks underdogs in Germany to yeah. Tampa Bay, uh, which can't get a first down unless there's only 40 seconds to go and yeah. they're playing the Rams? I think it's a mistake. I think I think the Buccaneers are horrible on offense. I mean, Vita Vea, the former dog, is a problem, no question about it, on defense. And I look at a Tampa Bay offense that's broken. I look at a Ram offensive line that's broken. I think the Rams are terrible, guys. I don't know how many more games you have against the Rams, but that is not that is a broken machine down there. Yep. in L.A. So I think, to me, it's between the Hawks and Niners the rest of the way for this division. But I agree with you. I think the Hawks should be favored. Maybe it's because the Hawks are flying from Seattle and the Buccaneers are flying from Tampa. Although I was just told today by my co-host, Dick Fain, that because the Hawks fly over the North Pole, their flight is actually just as short or even shorter than Tampa Bay. You could be making that up, but I'll just buy it. All right, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> let's make it all up. Say hi to Santa on your way to Germany, okay? Yes, sir. All right. Hey, thanks, Softy. We appreciate you and your sarcasm. That's fighting words. I remember bringing you when you came on and we asked you if you wanted Jimmy, yeah. and you were like, hell no, we don't want that guy. Hey, listen, if you hurt, <laughs> I know you guys got to run. My take on the Seahawks quarterbacks, what I said all through training camp, is I don't give a damn who starts between Geno Smith and Drew Locke because they both suck. And now Geno Smith is a freaking MVP candidate. It's crazy. Geno. Okay, <laughs> cut this guy off. Softy, we'll, we'll talk to him on December 14th. Yeah, we will. Thanks, Softy. Yeah, we will. See you later. There he goes. He's a beauty. Wow. But I, he does keep it real because he was saying, I don't give a damn. And all Seattle fans were saying, right. it doesn't matter. We're, you know, we're was, in the, the Wembyama yeah, sweepstakes. Yeah, it was a tank job. Totally. Everything's for Wembyama, by the way. That's, uh, no matter what it is, Everyone, I'm taking for Wembyama. Let's do it for Wembyama. Yeah, yeah. but that Seattle fans I, were all worrying about who is going to be the quarterback next year, not this year, and then next thing you know, you've got something in Geno Smith. Every, every week, every week I go back to Bet Rivers, and there's the Seahawks, underdogs again. And they've won four in a row, and the very next week, they show up as dogs again. And that's why I'm sitting here going, hey, everybody, I don't know. Maybe this is actually something. Maybe this is real. Because if you're, and it's funny that people are like, well, no, <laughs> that's adorable. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks are not actually good. Look, we got to this point and everybody decided, all right, we'll believe in the Jets. I guess that's real. And we'll believe in the New York Giants. I guess it's real. But <laughs> Geno Smith. Miss me with Geno Smith. Look, 
They just played the New York Giants last week in the ridiculous game of the week on Fox, and they won that one too. And then they were underdogs in Arizona yesterday, and they won that one too. And they played Justin Herbert two weeks ago on the, air quotes, road. Yeah. And they won that one too. And before that, they hosted Arizona. And they won that one too. And they won all four by double digits. Yeah. And yesterday was another example where it looked like, okay, Arizona might actually have their number in this one. But then Seattle, third quarter, fourth quarter, they took that thing over, and I'm looking at spread formation, which is our in-house pick yeah, contest. How do we do? Well, you had Arizona, Mark. So I did. I are, did. Are you now going to start believing in these Seahawks? Well, I'm biased. I'm biased. I don't like the Seahawks. Of course. I don't like the Seahawks. But when it comes to making picks, and we're picking every NFL game this entire season, and your boy Dibberclaws has surged back into the lead. You have? Yeah, I had a good week. You I did? did? Yeah. How good? Because I was I had a winning record this week. No, you, yeah, you, really, you really didn't. You were four, five, and three. There were three ties. Oh, there were three ties. Three ties. That's because of the bad spreads that Kyle does. I was I was seven and five. Love blaming the guy who's off today. It's yeah. so great. Yeah. Well, I mean that's what well, we do. Well, then I was ten and two with the actual spreads. So. By the way, speaking of blaming things when there's a day off, I haven't got. I I held it too long. Yeah, you've been burying you it. You know why I'm so ticked? Tell me, tell me why you're so hot, Marky. I, I was offended. Wait, but not something I said. It wasn't what you said. Oh. It's what y'all did. Oh, but, you had oh, no choice but to say some things once it happened. It's three hours of radio. Things have to be said. Look me in my eyes. I am, Mark. This is I don't like when you get serious, Mark. We have a pretty fun, lighthearted show. How dare you guys Oh, do what you. you did on Friday. Who, us? With me not here. How dare you? What? Did we talk? <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> it <was> Friday. <laughs> I'm Willard and Debs. <laughs> Where's Willard? You talked to Bruce Bochy without me. It was a great interview, too. We did about 15 minutes with Bochy. You talked to Boch without me? Did you hear it on your drive down south? Or did you catch I wind of it? I turned it off. <laughs> Thanks, I know Mark. that. There's an endorsement. <laughs> Turn on Bruce. Hi, Dan. I'm a whitey. How are you? I'm glad to be here. Yeah, Bochy, Texas Ranger. Great interview, too. What are you doing? I what mean, what are you doing to me? You're killing well, me. I'm dressing up as Giants managers last yeah, you week are. for crying out loud. And you're over here cheating on me I, with Bruce Bochy? What are you doing? Yeah, I'm just trying you to... You ain't trying. Thank what you, what are you down. doing, Debs? Well, what you're going to have doing? to direct this to... Look, look, look. Yeah, Because it was up to him I to... Know. Book, book, book. And happy 50th birthday to Matt Nahigi and our program director. But he he set it up. And I, thank you. I'll tell you, uh, our very own Sam Lubman, producer of the Morning Roast, filling in for Kyle on Friday. Yep. You should have seen oh, the was giddiness. He oh, my God. Hey, hey Bruce, it's, uh, it's uh, Sam. Sam, uh, thanks for joining us uh, uh, on 93. I mean, 96. I mean, thanks, Bruce. Yeah. Uh, uh, hold the line. Yeah, Sam, you're going to have to put the phone down so we can actually put Bruce totally. on the air. Yeah. Right. Yes, I, I, I can imagine. Great interview. And, uh, I mean, no, the coup guys, de gras no, was you. late in the interview. No, why do you ask him a question? And he answered, And it was a cloud. I mean, seriously, Mark, it was like a two or three second as he was thinking about it. You know, Rangers and like the club. And it was like, oh my God. So, yes. Texas. Apologies. And thanks for being such a dedicated listener. I just. There were many references to on the text line. Everyone's like, how can you do this without Mark? It hurt my heart. It hurt my heart. I wasn't. I wasn't mad. I was disappointed. <laughs> I'd much rather have you be mad. Oh my gosh. I was very disappointed. I can't believe you did I that. I know. I've never listen, you know me. I'm not a jealous person. At all. But holy hell. I'm not mad. Yeah. I'm disappointed. And that's your guy. Yeah. My guy. That's your guy. I mean it's yeah. everyone's guy. I don't know but- if he knows he's my guy. No, and I that's the thing him. about, and you know, shout out Dusty Baker. Oh, because shout out! We all feel like Dusty's our guy too. We and yeah, yeah and we're also happy for Dusty Baker. And now 
with Bruce in Texas, if the Texas Rangers have a good year, <laughs> we're all going to be happy about it because he's our guy. <laughs> Seriously, though, Giants fan, real quick, how you feeling in those divisional matchups when the Rangers play the Astros next year and the lineup cards at home plate? Here's Dusty and Boach. On what it's like, oh hell! What I mean, right? You're just kicking me in the shin right now. Watching this, yeah. So obviously, uh, we're gonna put Dusty and Boach into a platoon system <laughs> and only send one of them out to the plate at one time. So I, listen, I get it. I get it. I, I got nothing against Gabe Kapler. Forty-one hundred wins, by the way, at the dish between Jeez, those two. Not easy to watch Dusty and Boach cruising around with other uniforms. On. Yeah, it's just not. It's not easy, but at the same time, you can be happy for both. Totally, in, in this totally. case, for Boach, and he said in our interview, you know, he had that itch. Mm, got the itch. Scratch it. Yeah, because <laughs> I asked him. I said, "Were you out there, kind of like?" Were you poking sniffing? around? Yeah. Were you poking and sniffing? And he said, "No, I got a call. The phone rang. And I answered it. <laughs> you know, five. What area code is that? From Texas. Anyway, and I also told him that uh, 19 straight years of 90 wins, you can catch Connie Mack. And he said, um, "I don't know. Connie's going to be safe." <laughs> You know, I'm like, what do you uh, think? Are you gonna chase down Connie Mack? Oh man, and Connie's safe. Gosh, dibs. The memories, totally. So no, good, good for Dusty. Good for us. Good for good, absolutely. And not so good yeah, for me. Sorry, yeah, Mark. No, not so good for me. Let's go to yeah. Mark on uh, Highway did, 101. Did Boach want to do every Friday? Did you ask him that? Yeah, just a little weekly guest kind of a thing. There, we might just book him for every uh, every day. You're off. Every time I'm off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just to troll you. Let's go right here in the back. Let's go. Yeah, here, totally. yeah. Let's uh, Black Friday with Boach. Um, <laughs> exactly. Mark's, Mark's off today. I'm off too. Yeah. Oh, are you? Okay. Yeah. That's good. Big day for you, me. You're taking a holiday yeah. off. Yeah. You know me. Just a little stretch for that weekend. Well, I know what you're doing during our show on Black Friday. That yeah. would be the World Cup USA England match. Yes. Which is going to happen at 11 o'clock in the morning, our time on Black Friday. And I believe that we will win. I don't know. I don't actually believe that. But anyway. well, I like your chances. You know, no, the boys are yeah, going you know? Yeah, I do believe we That's will. That's coming win. right up. And I hated the idea of World Cup in November. It's supposed to be in the summer. But now that we're coming up on the World Cup Who in November, yeah, yeah, like, I'm so in. Bring it. So wait, Black Friday, no NFL this year, but starting next year. Is that what they decided? Black yeah. Friday football starting next year in the NFL. So World Cup. College football, I don't care who's playing. Is Nebraska playing Colorado again in a matchup of two of the worst teams in the history of college football? Thank God the World Cup is this year on Black Friday, or I might actually end up shopping. Thank God the USA team is playing England, or else I seriously, I would have ended up in a mall. The yeah. worst thing that you could do on Black Friday. Well, and Black Friday has really been tamped down now from a retail standpoint because wow. of all the online, online shopping. It's not quite... And then all the days of the week have names now. There's, what, Cyber, Cyber Monday? Monday? Small Business Saturday. Okay, Small Business. Yeah. What's happening on Sunday? Leave me alone, the stay NFL home Sunday. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so stay home Sunday. Like, even shopping doesn't want to go up against the NFL. Um, so, yeah, we can get into this just circling back to Softy and, and, and the Seattle Seahawks situation. It really is going to be something that plays out through the rest of November and into December. You look at what Seattle has next, that Germany game against Tampa Bay, then a bye week, then Spadone. They get your Raiders in Seattle. Then they go to the Rams, nowhere near as scary as it would have been. And then a home game against Carolina. I don't know if they're going to win them all and be 10-3, and three, but it almost feels ridiculous to not think that they're going to be 9-4. and four. At minimum, they're eight and five, which so no no matter how you look at this, the 49ers second half has become very urgent. Even in the first half, like they have got, they're now a touchdown favorite in this game against the Chargers on Sunday Night Football. They have got to come out and start building wins, moving toward that game on December fifteenth in Seattle. That thing, and, and yes, both teams. If you look at this NFC right now, the likelihood is that both teams end up in the playoffs. Yeah. But Softy's right. 90% the analytics right now on Seattle's playoff odds. 
What a wrench that got thrown into this whole thing. Well, and the other wrench in the NFC is the New York Giants. And I don't know what football outsiders say about their percentage chance. I don't know if you have it up. I I can get that. I would bet that they're darn near 90% as well. And, you know, Philadelphia and Dallas, we thought both could be good. Both could be playoff teams. And the Giants are the team that kind of threw a wrench into it. In that division, Minnesota, six wins in a row, seven and one. You thought Minnesota could be good, maybe not this good. And then the South, you figured Tampa Bay would run things in that division. And that thing is still wide open, Mark. Uh, The New York Giants' current playoff odds, football outsiders. It's got to be 90%. 72. Really? Well, remember, they just lost. They just lost, and they're in third place in their division. True. So, you know, it gets a little dicey, but when you look up and down the playoff picture in the NFC, yeah, there's not a lot there. Okay, coming up next, we got a Warrior game tonight. Where does your concern sit right now? We take your calls at 888-957-9570, because for the first time all year, with the loss in New Orleans, I officially came off of the number zero. So you can put a one through ten on it. Where does your current warrior concern lie? Anthony Slater was on earlier today with some really interesting stuff. Some post-game sound from Steve Kerr that you absolutely have to hear. We'll take your calls on that. Coming up next, Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. And it's all sponsored by Yes on Prop 31. It's JP with the Golden State Warriors. Now back to Willard and Dibs. Yeah, JP. I mean, a lot of people pointing at Jordan Poole right now. And this is kind of... I was listening to Anthony Slater talk to Bonte and Joe this morning. And it was a very... I thought from all sides. It's just an intriguing conversation and a window into the Warriors. I was really glad that Joe ripped this question off. He, he, he put it out to, uh, to Anthony... Um, when I say ripped off, I don't mean he stole it. I mean, I just, that he got this question off yeah. and said, okay, Anthony, is there anything about this losing streak that has to do with the punch? Anything. Slater's answer, just to sort of encompass what he had to say without a direct quote, was to say, in a direct sense, no. No. Like, the locker room feels like the locker room. The interaction between the guys looks normal. What indirectly may be affecting the Warriors right now because of the punch is that the staff with the Warriors feels like they did not get to do the normal amount of prep in the preseason that they wanted to do because everything went sideways. You had a trip to Japan followed by a punch that sent Draymond home and a conversation at all levels of the organization that took a lot of everyone's time. A couple weeks. That was not a part of the plan. So that's kind of fair. Um, but the, when I watch Jordan Poole play right now, it just feels, uh, Anthony talked about this too, it, it, there's this snowball effect when you're trying to do whatever you're doing and you can feel the criticism in real time. Jordan Poole is no longer this wonderful story of a guy who was in the G League two years ago and now is out here just averaging 20-something a game in the NBA. He's not that anymore. He's a guy that got a bag. He's got a bag now. And you carry that with you. You're no longer putting the pressure on in terms of trying to get the bag. Now you're the person that's got to live up to the bag. And when you get the bag and you've got a second unit that doesn't have any veterans... And everyone's going, okay, dude, and you are slumping a little bit or you miss your first two or three shots, gosh, that can mentally snowball really, really fast. And that's what it feels like is happening right now when I watch Jordan Poole play. He is trying to be a superstar on every possession. That's that's a hell of a staircase to climb. Right, and he's you know trying to do too much individually. Bonte talks about him over-dribbling, and, and he's right. And the numbers would tell you that Jordan Poole is struggling. He's shooting 31% from three in his rookie year when we all maligned him. Oh, he's a bust. I can't believe it. He shot 28% from three in that year. So this is almost as bad as that dreadful rookie year. He's shooting 41% 
from the floor. Now, that rookie year, he shot 33%. So this isn't quite that bad, but this is way worse than his last two seasons. It's because of what you're talking about. He's forcing things too much. His shot attempts are where they were last year. His minutes are about where they were last year, but he's forcing things too much, and defensively, He's been pretty bad, as have most of the Warriors. Absolutely. That whole unit right now, and I, you know, this is another thing that Slater pointed out, is like that starting unit, think about the exhaustion level for them, physically and mentally, when they feel like they go out, they start the game, they get everybody a seven-point lead, then they go sit down, try to get a few minutes of a breather, and come back out, and they're down by four. It's like, well, wait a minute, you guys. Like, your job is just to hold the line. You don't need to be great. You don't need to build on every lead. But your job is to not lose every lead, and and that's too simplistic, but it's happening a lot. And so that that ends up on everybody's shoulders, and it makes everybody try to do too much. And so this is the this is the snowball effect that's happening. Um, we'll let you hear what Steve Kerr said about the two guys who get the most discussion right now, which is the two young and raw players, Wiseman and Kaminga. We'll have that for you in a second. Absolutely line up on the lines. We'll take your warrior calls right now at 888-957-9570. I promised you last week, Dibs. If they go O for the road trip, yeah, and I said it early because, by the way, you could sort of see it coming. If they go O for the road trip, then I will acknowledge I'll get off of zero on my Warriors. A lot of people like to call it the panic meter. Um, panic in the month of November is absurd. Agreed. So zero so, to ten knows where so we put it. We'll call it a concern meter. I said I'd get. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Off a of zero if they went 0-5. They did. Kerr and Clay called it the road trip from hell. You don't want to have that this early. That's supposed to be in the dog days of the season. It happened now. So sure, I'll give you two. I'll give you two because... A, the Western Conference is running away fast. This Warrior team right now, you want to hear, let me put it in one sentence that'll send a shiver down your spine. The Warriors are a half game ahead of the Lakers. It's got cold in here. Half game ahead of the Lakers who we're all making fun of. That's where the Warriors are. So, And they're two games out of the 10 seed, which gets you into the play-in. They're 13th in the conference. You're behind Sacramento right now. Right. So it runs away really, really fast. And they've clearly got some things to figure out, whether you want to call that getting in the lab or, you know, experimenting with with different lineups. And what if those don't work? So this can get out of hand fast. So I'll give you a two. I'm at a five. Are you at a five already? I was at a three and a half before they went 0-5 on the road trip. I'm at a five because even if they get in the lab and they figure things out and they get things right, this roster, as it's currently comprised, is not good enough to win a championship. This team is not as good roster-wise as it was last year. That's true. The second unit is not even close to as good. But you don't have to win a championship in November. Like last year, they weren't good enough in right, November to win November, a championship. but in November, they were, they were, they were well, 18-2. Well, okay, sorry, let they me change Andre the... Andre Iguodala let, playing quality minutes. Let me change the months. In February, they weren't good enough to win a championship. And they we were all injured, acknowledge- though, and they had so much hay in the barn that it was okay. If we get sure. to... Let's say we get to February... 
and this team is they're three and seven right now. You get to February and you're twenty two and twenty eight. You got thirty two games left to go. Maybe you started to figure things out a little bit. That's a problem. You're going to be sitting in that 9-10 seed, and you're going to have to work a hell of a lot harder. You're not going to be able to sit uh, Steph for the last two weeks. Last year, you mentioned it. He was on with Steine and Goo, and he said, I'll be ready for the playoffs. Two weeks more of rest. You didn't have to play Clay before January because you had the hay in the barn. Draymond Green and his back issue, you could sit him for two months because you had hay in the barn. With Wiseman being unplayable, Kaminga, one good game, but otherwise, he's been unplayable. And the rest of the bench has been mostly awful. These guys are going to have to play a ton just to keep you in it. Well, the hay in the barn comment is a, it, it's a good one, right? Because the, again, it, it creates emergency. It is, by the way, and, and maybe I'll be wrong. I think it's a great spot for the Warriors tonight. Uh, and all of our coverage, obviously, always right here on ninety-five-seven. The game we'll get Warriors live going about six o'clock. Game starts at seven. I think it's a great spot for the Warriors tonight because if you are a great team, if you have great players. When that urgency, it gets forced upon you. They've used the word, oh, we need more urgency. Don't tell me. Show me. And now it, it, it's been forced on the Warriors. Like, three and eight? How, how many losses before you go, holy hell, like, we're in a hole. So the Warriors have to come hard this week. And they've got a hard game Friday. Cleveland is good. They're 8-1. and one, Okay? I'm all in on Cleveland. Yeah, so like you've got to... I don't care that it's November. What is today? The, the, the 7th? The 7th, yeah. I'm sorry. This is an urgent game. Are we chasing wins, Mark? This is not a must win. You're chasing but, wins, but aren't dibs. you? It's a gotta have a game tonight. Against the Kings? <laughs> I mean, good God. It is! You've got to start winning basketball games. The you last can't... time they were four games below 500 was two years ago. They were 20 and 24, and that was in the truncated post-pandemic season. They had that great rally at the end of the year. They got in the play-in game. Uno, dos, adios. Right. You were not a playoff team. Right. So other than that, if you take out the pandemic season when nobody played and they were god-awful, this team has never been four games below 500. Never. 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 So Under Steve Kerr. That's why, that's why I, I said and I promised that I'd come off of zero on the concern meter because we can say, oh, they'll figure it out. How many more games do you want to do that? 3 and 8? 3 and 9? 3 and 10? 3 and 11? Before you just don't, oh, they'll figure it out. No, I've already gotten I, off like, that they'll figure it out. Because even if they do figure, figure it but, out, they don't have enough right now. Yeah. They're not good enough. And we can talk James Wiseman, and I know you're going to play some Steve yeah, Kersal, but if you can't even be on the floor with the JV team... Then get off the floor. ...against New Orleans? Then get off the floor. What? I mean, that's a problem, it, JD voice. Maybe. Maybe. But it's a problem. Yeah, Man, a, thank a, you. A backup big... Hit those notes. A backup big is the kind of player that you can sort of find... On, on the market, the buyout market, it might be a little while. They do need to find a way to bank some wins until they figure this out. And is it James? Is it someone else? Uh, you know, is there a trip to G League in his future? I don't know. Man. I'm not writing the guy off. I won't do it. I'm it's not way either. too early. I'm not either. But to, to not but, be able to play in a but, game like that? But we're in the now. We're in the now. Yeah. Like, again, so I'm not going to write James off for the next year or two. But I'm also, how patient are you going to be? You got a season to go play. You got to do this thing. Robin in the city. Hey, Robin, you're on with Willard and Dibs. Hey, what are you doing, Robin? Uh oh. Robin went to speaker. Just put her on hold and see if you can get her to get her to say hello. Uh, let's go to. Um, is it Steffi or Steph in in uh, Emeryville? Hey, Steffi, what are you doing? Uh, I was just about to walk into Target, but I'd rather be talking to you. You know what? That is a hell of a compliment because Target's a wonderful place with many different things that, that you can buy. That awesome, too. Yeah. That Emeryville Target. That's big a, parking that lot. That's a big one. Yeah, I'll tell you yeah. what. Yeah. And I have a different perspective to look at um, than a basketball lens regarding all of the nevers that we're talking about, regarding the secondary units. The young guys that came thinking they were coming to a safe culture um, that the Warriors have. Regarding uh, JP and everybody now down on him and maybe forgetting the fact that Slater's comments that 
the locker room looks normal, but here's something that people in the mental health field and conflict um, resolution fields know about that you can't see, and that's PTSD. And I just like to throw that out there because we keep skirting around the issue about the trauma that people have when somebody assaults them, that young players thinking that they have come to a place where they can get on the, um, the court and, and play in a safe environment, and that one of the leaders happens to be somebody that if he was in any other workplace, and I love Dre, I love him, he's paid for doing exactly what he does and that is be physical be verbal and taunt and and do his speech with the best of them but there is no way of calculating what it is that the effect of that punch had on everybody so Steffi, Steffi, let me let me ask you let me ask it to you straight do you believe that jordan Poole's struggles right now are because of the punch i do yeah that's interesting it's uh, impossible to quantify, and thank you, Steffi, for the it, call and the perspective. It's, it's impossible, Im- but unless he comes out and says, this is affecting I, me. I think it's impossible to just dismiss, though, totally. Agreed. Okay. But between the dismissal and an outright assigning of blame to the incident, sure. the truth, as we always say on the show, lies, lies somewhere in, in, between, in between. Yeah. And it's hard. Only Jordan Poole knows how deeply... That affected him actually, because actually, even he might not. I mean, that's exactly sort of, to you know her, I mean? her point about right. PTSD. And you know, I see Jordan Poole and the way he's playing. I don't see him shying away from interactions with Draymond. And it seems to me like he's able to compartmentalize and play. And he's just not playing well. Well, but but what what is causing that? And, and look, it, this could just be physical. It could just be basketball. It could be so many different things. Right. This is still a very young player. Uh, but let's let's add all of this up, and you tell me if this feels like pressure to you, okay? You are young, brash. You have become known on an NBA team as the confident over-talker. And, and Draymond's a teammate, and you are known as the confident over-talker, right? I mean, Clay talked about it out loud. Uh, a lot of the guys are like, man, yeah, we need to chill Jordan's arrogance, even though they were doing it in a tongue-in-cheek way. Okay, so that's who you are, and that's that's the role you play. You're a, a young up-and-coming player. Then, then you get punched by Draymond Green, and all of a sudden, Jordan Poole, for a week and a half in this sports country, was one of the most talked-about names everywhere, national media all over the place and they're all talking about you in a way that quite frankly could be processed as a little bit embarrassing definitely in addition to hurtful physically and mentally okay so that happens well you've got some people some of his colleagues and former players saying this is no big deal others saying you outright maybe lightweight deserved it right like what'd you say to draymond other people saying how can you not clap back and all the rest of it so they're telling you jordan Poole, how you're supposed to process this then what happens bag alert major bag alert now you get a bag oh boy and instead of does it all fit in one bag by the way i don't think it does so this guy comes to the podium and he's probably dreamt about this moment for years, his whole life. Right. And when he gets to the podium to celebrate arriving as an NBA star and a multi multi millionaire, first question, hey, how are we doing with that whole punch thing that happened last week? Man. Okay, so now you're dealing with that, and then you get out on the floor. And you are the captain of the second unit. There's no veteran stabilizing force there to help you out like there have been in the past. There's no Livingston. There's no Iguodala. There's no Otto Porter. There's no David West. It's just you, man. Come on, bag alert. Come on, 135. Let's go. You're a star now, so show it. And the team collectively around you is off they're not playing well. Off is short for awful. Wiseman sitting there looking at you like a baby giraffe was just like, I'm, I don't know what. What are we? What are we doing out here? Kaminga can't crack the rotation. So does it? Now I'm not like building an excuse for Jordan. I'm. I'm. 
You're providing context, Mark. I'm trying to look into his life and go, could that feel overwhelming to the point where a little underperformance feels massive? I would say yes. This has been a very tumultuous six weeks. Yeah. Good and bad. And just weird for Jordan Poole. Unprecedentedly weird. And it becomes an overcompensation Sensation, sensation sure when you're on a second unit without any help so and by the way his second unit running mate clay thompson is having a worse year than you are sure and he doesn't get the same level of criticism because he's a made this man he's clay. a four-time champ yeah. he's he's a yachtsman he is a bay area beloved athlete so we can oh and clay's coming off a couple of catastrophic injuries so Clay will be back, but think about that second unit. You've got Clay Thompson, who all the metrics will tell you is having a worse year than Jordan Poole. James Wiseman, who can't catch a cold in a flu ward. You've got Jonathan Kaminga, who can't play. Jamichael Green, a veteran who can't score. Ty Jerome, nice little player. And you. And you're supposed to go out there and carry the torch. And by the way... The pressure's on because every time you get out there with the second unit, you see the lead slip away, and you know what's going on, and you know that your team is struggling. Steve Kerr, two weeks ago, this is someone the organization is going to rely on for years to come. We never said that before. Right. We didn't even say that last year, even when he was one of the stars. Nobody ever said the organization's on your back, and now it might feel like that to uh, to Jordan Poole. Matt and San Rafael next up on Willard and Dips. Hey, Matt, what are you doing? Hey guys, I'm just uh, I'm heading home, and I was listening to the the caller who said they thought that maybe the Draymond punch was had something to do with Poole's play. And I don't necessarily think that you know physically, you know, I don't think Dray knocked anything loose, or you know, there's a physical issue going on. But I I, I do think anybody who's been part of a, a you know an office environment or a team environment knows how something like that gets sorted out can have a ripple effect and, you know, sit different ways with different people. And I think maybe, you know, Dre's play and on-court performance has kind of been hot and cold and in question, you know, trade him, don't trade him. And then he punches your young star to what I, what I feel and a lot of people felt was kind of underwhelming punishment. It may have sent a message to the younger guys, like, you know, if Wiseman cracked Dre, Wiseman might get traded or suspended or what have you. But it was pretty light-handed. So, for all we know, the Warriors may have more division in that locker room, and it's reflecting in the chemistry because they're just not clicking. And when you're dropping games to Orlando and Charlotte, you know, with this lineup, I think it might have, you know, there's residue that the Warriors PR department's doing a better job of covering up than more than we know. Well, Matt, it's an interesting comment. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate you. I, I, I would say it this way. There's no way for any of us to know what's actually going on inside the locker room. And I will tell you, you know, when Anthony Slater says, hey, they look normal to me. Yeah. Well, people learn how to make it look normal even even when it's not. And in fact... Uh, even if it does look normal, it might feel normal to them. Like, just think about your office or your group of friends or your family and, and someone where there's some history, some negative history. You can kiss and make up. You can have a conversation and talk it out. And you can find a way to coexist and move forward. And everybody acts like everything's cool. Yep. And largely it is, except for as soon as something else kind of goes awry, that's the first person you'll leave. And you'll be like, you know what? I actually, I didn't like that person anyway. Yeah. Like, it's way easier to get to a stressful spot because of that negative history. And here are the Warriors, three and seven. And so it is a little chicken of the egg. Did the punch cause the three and seven record? No. Does the three and seven record sort of bring the punch back up? Yeah, it does, because everybody's frustrated. Right. And when you're frustrated, the first person you get frustrated at is the person where you've got negative history. If they were 7-3 and three right now, we wouldn't be looking at Jordan Poole. Even if he was struggling, we wouldn't be looking at his struggles in light of what happened with Draymond Green. But the caller, I think Matt, made a yeah. great point. You lost to Charlotte, Detroit, and Orlando. They are 13th, 14th, and dead last in the Eastern Conference. If you take out their three wins over the Warriors, huh. they are 4-23 and 23 collectively, Mark. Thank you. 4-23. and 23. So not only 
do you have struggles within your organization? But these are games you would never lose in the past. You would never lose all three. You might have lost one of those three. Okay, a little hiccup on the road. These teams are 4-23 and 23 against the rest awful. of the league. They're awful. And thank you for bringing up the text chain that we all shared after they lost to Orlando last week. And I sent it out to uh, you and Steiny and Goo. Yeah. And I, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, let, let me guess. Let me guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, Orlando really got up for this one. They did. And congratulations to Steiny and Bonte. I love the homework you've all done. It's really cool that you can name 1 through 10 on the Magic. Always. Here's my take. They stink. They stink, and you lost to them. I don't care what they're going to be in three years. I don't care that Bancaro, Banchero, whichever way pronunciation <laughs> you want to I don't care that he's good. It's Bancaro. Uh, thank you. And he's real. I'm, oh, boy. And spectacular. Bancaro is Portuguese for real deal. You, know you got to Google it. It's English for not there yet. Oh, wow. Rookie of the year. This is the Warriors we're talking about. I don't want to hear that anybody got their best punch I don't want to hear that they're up and coming. I do not want to hear that, well, they've got a really deep roster and, you know, home court, and they grew up watching the world. I don't care. You're better than those teams. You're better than most teams. If you can't beat Orlando's best punch, what the hell are you doing when Boston comes to town? What are you doing when Phoenix comes to town? So... This is the Warriors we're talking about. And I'm done with the one and eight team, but they got up for the Warriors. So two and eight. You take that back. They so one and eight if they didn't beat because the Warriors. Because of the Warriors. Yeah. Warriors so, have not beaten a team with a winning record this year. So let's go ahead and flash that to tonight. Because I don't want to hear that the Kings got up for this one. Oh, you're damn right they're getting up for this. It's a Mike Brown revenge game. The Kings and the are, Kings are coming off a win. The Kings are three and five, and the Warriors are better. And there's no excuse. Kings looking down their nose at the Warriors in the Western Conference standings. There will be changes. T- there will be changes tonight in that lineup, and Steve Kerr spoke to it. And we'll have that sound for you, plus your phone calls next. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seventy. It is all sponsored by Yes on Prop Thirty One. It's Willard and Debs. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.